0: Because you Are Young, a program for young people by young people here on Kingdom Word Radio, the gospel radio that helps you to know Christ and live by His truth. Because You Are Young is a program, if you've never joined us before, where we discuss the issues and dynamics of the life of a Christian teenager and youth and how to deal with them as Christ has prescribed for us in His Word. To join us in this discussion, feel free to check out our Instagram and Facebook handles and our Twitter as well at the KW Radio or send us a mail at radio@pastor.ng. At this is still because you are young on Kingdom Word Radio. Know Christ live by his truth. I am your host, Akunle Odishino. Keep listening, we'll be back shortly. welcome back if you're just joining us this is because you are young the program for young people on kingdom world radio today we are going to be discussing um quite a hot, home hitting topic obeying parents the demands and the boundaries today with me in the studio to discuss this topic like i said before i am your host Oushino, and with me as co-host
1: my name is chinedu Udechukwu
0: okay we will be bringing this topic to you today from the studio and today as our guests we have the honor to host pastor Banky himself pastor Banky is the founder and head pastor of Kingdom World Ministries from where we now have Kingdom World Radio and fitting to fit into the topic he is a father of five children many who or all who are very well grown welcome to the program thank you very much sir.
2: of which you are the first of them we forgot <laughs> to mention that the people this. Well, this, yes, it's very nice to be here this evening. That's Kindle Lishna you know, is the oldest of the children that um, Pastor Banke has. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, sir. Thank uh, you very friend. much for being on the program. Okay, Thank we're friend, going God. to
0: we're going to dive right into what the content we have for today. So the Bible says that we should obey our parents in the Lord. Now, I know that a lot of times in scripture we like to generalize meanings and take home what the scripture seems to appeal to us but the scripture says obey your parents in the lord so i'm sure many people have never asked before but it's important to know what does that mean parents in the lord so we know where to direct our obedience appropriately
2: okay um thank you yeah, funny enough i've never really uh any controversy there. the impression i always had was that everybody thought the way i did that to op- obey your parents In the lord not your parents in the lord the parents in the lord is not a noun phrase you know those of you also know english that is a noun is something that describes a thing a person a place or idea so it's not like it's parents in the lord so if your parents in the lord you obey them if you have parents in the lord you obey them no it's being in the lord you are supposed to obey your parents i don't know what what i'm saying is clear there So it's not like okay who are my parents in the lord no it's how do i obey in the lord my parents are who my parents are we know who parents are of course so it's not obey parents in the lord it's you are in the lord you are walking in the lord you understand you obey your parents so who are parents is simple just what it is your father Your mother, or whoever stands in that position, because sometimes we talk about guardian, person you are living with, who's occupying the position of parents in your life. Sometimes children live live with those we call foster parents. All right. These are all the people that you call your parents. Now, sometimes people talk about your father in the Lord, the way we use that terminology in modern day Christianity, and Paul we also use it also, but when Paul was writing that. It was one that I wrote that book of Ephesians for us that we are quoting now. He wasn't referring to, you obey me, it's different. But we also have fathers in the Lord. Like now, people, you go to church, um, usually the, the term father in the Lord is supposed to be used for the person who preached the gospel to you and is training you in the gospel. Do you understand what I'm saying? So. Um, but we use it a lot of times these days just to describe anybody who holds spiritual authority over us. For example, I go to a church. I'm a committed member of a particular assembly. Now, the head of the church there is described as my father in the Lord. Sometimes we call other elders who are older than us in the way of the Lord, who understand the scriptures, who are teaching us the word of God. We call them also father in the Lord, You know, parents in the Lord. But strictly speaking, when Paul was talking about that in that book of Ephesians, he was talking about your natural father and mother that you live with who have authority over your life on a day-to-day basis. But the principle applies that someone like Timothy will ob- will obey um, Paul being his father in the faith. All right. I don't know what I would have said. This. It made sense.
1: Yes, it made sense. Um, it's out of our topic, but I think jesus said that um, call nobody father on earth um that all of you are brethren he said something like that so in, in light with what you just said now yes are we supposed to be calling them fathers Wh- which people now like and um, people who guided us in our christian faith in our
2: christian faith mm. okay i've had that um question posed to me before a number of times and i'll be honest with you it's, kind of, it's a bit tricky to answer, so the way I get my answer out is to look at um, the example of scripture. Now, what do I mean by example of scripture? Jesus said he used the name the term father himself, honor your father and your mother. So if he's using the terminology, honor your father and your mother, and he used it not only, of course, he's the one that gave a law to Moses, but not only did they use in that book of Exodus you know, chapter 20 when they gave the laws. Also, he quoted it when he was saying that you make the word of God of no effect, of no effect by your traditions, that the law says, honor your father and your mother. And you now say to your father that anything that you can be benefited by, I have called coban, that is given to the Lord. The point I'm making is that even on the, when he was on this earth, first in the pre-incarnate form, he gave it to Moses, he used the word father and mother. Then on this earth, he referred to that commandment and he called people father. And then he will say things like, he called somebody to ministry. He said, let me first go and bury my father. So the concept of father, fatherhood existing amongst mankind, Jesus never said it doesn't exist or that we should not recognize it. Again, you see, New Testament, uh, uh, that book of Ephesians we just quoted now, Paul also wrote that to the um, church, that issue. He was quoting that commandment again. Then Paul will use the word to Timothy, to the church that, You know, my true son in the faith. Okay, I begat you through the preaching of the gospel. He uses those expressions. So, the concept of fatherhood exists. And God reinforces it again and again. So, we cannot say that no human being can be recognized as father. We say, but Jesus said, don't call anyone father. It's obvious to me, therefore. Because one thing about interpreting scriptures is that you have to balance. Do you get my point? You have to get a balance out. So, in interpreting scriptures, in getting the balance out, you have to say, why did he say this here? It must be a matter of context. Now, call no man father. You know the way I understand it? Now, I've heard, I have a picture in my head now. I was already there. A young woman was testifying about how a man has been a blessing to her. She did not use the word father, but I said she disobeyed God disobeyed scripture. She disobeyed this commandment of Jesus. When he said, call no man father. She so said, this is a man without whom I will be nothing today. That's what you don't, that's what you don't say about anybody.
1: Okay.
2: Do you understand? Okay. Do yeah. you get my okay. point? It? Yes. Oh, yeah. That yes. is, there in that context, you're talking about God being the father, the source of light, the father of all. So this is what I understand, that when Jesus said you don't call any man father, don't recognize anybody in that position. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. As a source of anything. For example, in the home, which um, the chief host here can testify, <laughs> I used to tell the children that we used to play a game years ago. I said, do we eat because daddy works? And they've been trained to say no. Do we eat because mommy works? They've been trained to say no. Why do we have food to eat? The answer is, you can give me the answer You're here. here. Because the Lord has provided. Yes, because the Lord has provided. We say because God is good. That's another way. That is, even though I can see my father in front of me, he's not my provider. Even though I can see my mother in front of me, she's not the provider. But God is the provider. So, the father of lights, the source of life, don't ever recognize or don't ever see anybody in that light. So that day, I was in a church service. A young woman, he came with another a guest and she was given the opportunity to introduce this big man. Not a preacher, but a big man in society. And when she was done, I shook my head. I said, This girl is lost. She needs to be found. She, she said almost to tears. Hmm. Oh, how I was nothing at this man, you know, describe the man. By the time you describing the man. I wanted to look at the man and say, oh God, yeah, they God. are describing you like that. You are not even afraid. Is your name, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you Jesus Christ? <laughs> if you describe me like that, there was a time, you know, they wanted to offer to Paul and um, um, Barnabas. Yes. Yes. They refused and said, no. We are just men like you. We can't do that. If I'm the one you introduce like that, I'll let you finish. And I'll collect the mic and say, please, everything she has said, please, discountenance it i am not her god yes god used me to bless her but i am not the source without me it, it is not true that without me she will not be anything in this life if i if i did not obey god god will have sent somebody else true after it is he said there is none good but, but god. god hallelujah all right ah. thank you very much for and um,
0: just in based on everything that you've said so far you know we've gone a little off topic to talking about okay. what a father is and how who we should and how we should not call someone father so bringing back to the topic of obedience father and mother wherever you hear the word obedience immediately yes. it leads to the other word instruction Most so, certainly. instruction from like we said father and mother the people you live with guardians So, you know, many times, I'm talking from the um, standpoint of a young person that is having to grow up under people. Many times, as you know, being young, you get instructions. Many times, why do we do something? Daddy said so. Mommy said so. But then you grow older, and then many times, that remains the status quo. Why do you do what you do? My father said so. My mother said so. To a five-year-old, six-year-old, that makes perfect sense. But once a child gets to 14, 15, 16 17 they begin to you know your mind begins to develop you begin to learn more things and you want to have good backing for the things that you do and the things that you believe all right so many times we now ask why don't parents like to explain those instructions give you the wisdom behind these things that they are telling someone to do And many times it can lead to rebellion in the hearts of a young person so this is me asking the question on behalf of those people why don't you like to explain don't uh, i deserve an explanation
2: All right, and this will also be me answering on behalf of those who don't explain because I do (laughs) Now why don't we um, Like to explain Yeah, it's not like i'm defending it. I want to just um uh, Bring out how some people are reasoning Now first there's when somebody is very young if I remember I said this to a friend of mine And he wrote it down that this is very important. I said you Train children by instructions, not by explanation. Yeah, that's what you do. That's actually the order of life. When you first start in life, you do not have the capacity to understand. Or that you understand the reasons to even be able to see the logic in it. I hope you're getting my point. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a proverb, African proverb, that says that we are trying to prevent the uh, chick from... Death that save it from death. He said, "Don't let me go to the open space to go and play." From what you are saying, explain to me that there's a hawk, there's a kite hanging around that catches um, small chicks. Except that when the baby, the person is really small, doesn't even understand what a kite is or a hawk is. All its life, it's always seen those things are just fascinating things that move up and down. They take years for you to come to the appreciation of what really is important in life. So children, as a rule, are taught by instruction. That is, you obey it, just like you said, simply because daddy said so. Now, um, I saw a movie many years ago. I can't remember the name of the movie. I can't remember the name of any of the actors. But I remember something that happened there. A boss gave an instruction to one of his men. So later, when he came, that guy came to report... He did not carry out the instructions that exactly the way he was told. So the man was like, why didn't you do what I said? And that one I said, I thought. He was not to explain himself, but the older guy, the senior person, instantly shot him up. He said, Think, think. I don't give you enough information to think. I never forgot that that scene. Never. It froze in my head. I'm telling this is more than 20, what oh, is 20 years? Maybe up to 30 years ago. And the, why? The man said, thinking requires information. And Jesus said, there are things I want to tell you, but you can't bear them now. So what he just does is to just give instructions. And faith is for you to obey instructions without explanation. That's what faith is. And usually, even uh, let's leave the issue of um, children now. Let's even bring wives in. Because when it comes to authority, okay? If you demand explanation before you obey with all your heart, that's subtle rebellion. All right, That's what it is. It is rebellion. It's, it's a sign of lack of faith. One of the things I tell my wife, his mother, some of those days, I said, just trust me that I know what I'm doing. When you, I said, look, you're asking, that when you ask so, for so many explanations in too many instances, you start giving me the impression that you don't think I know what I'm doing. And it undermines, you know, the order of God in the house. So just trust, alright, that this man knows what he's doing. So that's how it is again, even with younger people. Not your not, not wife now, but the children. You're you, have, you are born actually to trust. Now I agree. Remember I said at the beginning, I'm not saying it is right. Throughout because I do explain. Because I, I found that later, I mean years ago. Maybe What happens is that God gave me one very good um, thing. I remember things so early Those in my mother would be alarmed. That you know, you remember that. That happened when you were like three. I said, yeah, but I remember it. It's so clear in my head. Now, so I remember some things from when I was very, very young. Okay. And I remember that. In fact, I used to say this. Eh, <laughs> this will make you laugh. I grew up as a Catholic boy, little boy. I went for, of course, I was baptized as a little child. When it was time for first holy communion, I never went back. Do you know why? No why? Uh, because we were during the evening after school we go to church for lessons catechism lessons to prepare us for first holy communion i can't remember whether it was confirmation or something No, first holy communion and then the reverend father a white man the last day he came tested all of us and i do remember very clearly that i answered all his questions that he asked me the way was now passing people that is look you, you will go for it. He selected me and one other person, I don't know whether that's some other people, and excluded us from first holy communion. And he never gave any explanation. And for the rest of my life, I said I will never do that again. And of course I grew up, I I, I wasn't, I didn't grow up fully as a Catholic, but even though all the period I was there, nobody could persuade me to go back. Nobody could. The funny part is that my mother never knew this, nobody knew. Just in my heart, as young as I was. It was stuck in my heart that I will never come back here for this thing. Why? I'll tell you the reason why. Because for weeks, we were coming after school every day for lessons. He did not tell me I was too young. The reason why he took up, put us aside was that we were too young. Oh. He felt we were too young. He did not explain. So to me, I interpreted it that I failed. And I felt failing me was unjust because I know all the answers. I mean, come on, how big is the catechism (laughs) book? We memorize it from beginning to the end. Now, I remember such things. So till today, I don't do that to children. As little as you are, I will give you explanations. Because of that. So, if you say I've given two things, all right? One, you are supposed to obey his faith, his trust, even though you don't have an explanation. But two, you that's giving instructions, First, it's right to demand obedience without explanation, then explain to help the person improve the faith. I hope you're getting my point. So I've, I've answered both, if you're a young person, please obey without demanding explanations. If you are the father, you are the mother, please, you can demand obedience, but also give explanation at least shortly afterwards, so the person will have confidence in the instructions that you are given. And that's how people get trained. Mm. The reason why children are, they are born in a home is so they can be trained in the ways of the Lord. Otherwise, God could have created human beings just to be like the lizard lays his egg in the, in the sand and, and then when they, and runs away, and then when the little lizard is hatched, he already knows everything he's supposed to know. But human is are not like that. We have to learn instructions from our older ones. Oh. Uh,
0: well, uh, this this answer to this question has been very expansive. <laughs> But then there's something I was able to pick as you were speaking. You mentioned something about, um, not even mentioned something, it was like the theme of your whole answer, having faith. Yes. I know Paul said that, follow me, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Christ, Jesus. yes. But I think this answer that you're giving, now will give to the impressions of somebody listening out there to be like, okay, context you've given is for someone whose parents are in the like in the lord in the sense that they are in the faith. yeah i understand mm-hmm. that they're in the faith. but then speaking to some from and uh, speaking on behalf of someone whose parents are not in the faith because yes. like you say imitate as i imitate christ yes so they are having faith in you based yes. on the fact that you are having faith in the lord and the lord so what yes. do you say to that um, young person now that he's living in a home with unbelieving parents In fact his father drinks as a habit his mother sees other men this is yeah. an extreme, but then maybe... uh, yeah, uh, no,
2: but they happen. They happen. <laughs> yes. Extremes. These extremes are not rare really.
0: But these are still his parents or her parents. Yes. And they will give them instructions. Yes. So what do you say to that person? These their parents are not in the Lord. And per adventure, they happen to find Jesus Christ along a point in their life. They will find it somehow. And they found what their parents have not found.
2: Yes, it's um to be honest, it's a difficult situation. It's um it leads to a lot of persecutions and the grace of god is available for such people yes certainly but what are they supposed to do number one if you are pardon me to use the word old enough to know the lord despite your parents the lord who came to see you at such a young age despite your parents also will be available to help and you see like i always say christianity is not It's we are dealing with a real person, just not principles and, and instructions and all of that. We are dealing with a real person. So the Lord who you are you are you are following, He will be there to help. Now, there are two. Now in life, sometimes you have conflicting instructions from authority figures. There are some simple principles in life. You always go, you always obey the instruction from the highest authority. You get my point. For example, now, if you are old enough to understand that God says, don't do this, and then your father said, do this, you already know, therefore, that God being the higher authority must be obeyed. Yes, it will cause problems with the other person you are disobeying, but you have to go with the higher authority, which is God. Now, the only thing I want to say is that, because sometimes amongst uh, Pentecostal Christians, they start coming up with God told me, I always say that, please, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about clear-cut instructions, like, tell that man I am not at home, when I'm at home, and I'm not supposed to be a false witness, I'm not supposed to lie. Do you get my point? Yes. <laughs> I have a friend, he, he used to do, you know, it in a very funny way, <laughs> in fact, he said, he said, the way he did his own to his sister, I, I felt like, my God, I can't do that. Somebody called their house. He picked the call. The man said, please, I want to talk to, let's just say, Jane. All right. So he went and told Jane that you have a call. Someone wants to talk to you on the phone. And the sister said, tell him I'm not at home. He told the sister and said, big sister. Sis, you know I can't do that. I cannot tell somebody you're not home you're at home. He said, I'm not answering the phone. Go and tell him I'm not at home. He went there, picked the phone. He said apparently she does not want to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> and he dropped the phone he just hung up he said apparently she does not want to talk to you drop the phone and he left the place i said what you did that he said what did she expect me to do now that kind of situation actually is good because she will never do it again yes that one is fine. if you can do that, it's good now but that was a big sister not a parent if it's a parent what would I expect such the person do? Number one, we can't disobey the Lord. Flat. Let's start with that. We mm. cannot disobey him. So how do we manage so that we don't disobey him? Now, just like I said, you're dealing with a living Lord. You pray to him. Let him intervene. And then what you do is that you talk to the, your dad clearly. You know, one thing that makes these things more difficult is if we are hiding the testimony of Jesus himself. Oh, OK. You get my point. If the parents are not aware, so sometimes it's good to let them be aware. One way or the other that there's, there's, a, there's a guiding principle from the Creator and the Master of us all that I'm following. And of course, the child probably, like I said, if you're old enough to be able to follow the Lord, despite your parents, then you're old enough to be able to say some things. talk something, Talk to the Lord, number one. Share the word with your parents and say, based on my faith, they will be hard for me to do. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but then we have to obey the higher authority. Because like somebody said, if you have two authorities over your head, choose the one you want to obey and And get ready for the consequences of disobeying the other one. And we all know, Jesus said, don't be afraid of the one that can only hurt the flesh. So, that's, I don't know whether I answered that one enough. If there's anything I didn't clarify, you can please go ahead and ask that. Um,
0: no, I think it's actually rather clear. So, the, the principle now is that we have levels of authority. Yes. And the highest level, undisputably, is the Lord himself. Yes. So, everything that comes below that, that is contradicting whatever the Lord has said. Yes. What we do is not try and find a way to balance that against the Lord. But the Lord must prevail. So, we will find a way to walk around this where the Lord's instructions will always be
2: Five upheld, yes, upheld. Yes, and good
0: beautifully enough like you said we have the Lord that gave the instructions to help us through all of that yes, so there's no great. situation where um, it, it can't be so difficult that I think many things. Many times the problems that we have is that we are trying to use a lot of common sense especially young people that are a bit older we try to use a lot of common sense things they've learned. And they are trying to maneuver it without having actually like you said let the lord to
2: assist kneel down yeah,
0: yeah. and pray to him
2: you know actually that, that scripture in hebrews chapter 4 that's actually what it was addressing a lot of people don't know that he said let us draw near to the throne of grace all right that we may obtain help that's verse 16. he said he said let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive help and find grace to help in time of need. That's actually what he was talking about, is things like that. When you get to a situation where there's demand to obey God, but there's pressure to disobey. That's exactly what he's talking about. There's demand. It was in the context here of when the people of Israel were supposed to enter into the promised land, but they saw giants in the land, so their faith failed them. But they were supposed to obey the Lord despite the challenges. So you say, what do, what were we supposed to do? Or what are we supposed to do at such times? We are supposed to go to a place of prayer and ask God for grace at such times. So you are so right in that. Okay. Um, from what we have,
1: you have said, um, we need to ask God for grace and when to complete an instruction and submit ourselves to the will of God so that we can be able to obey him despite the other instruction coming to our parents so we'll be going for a short mid break now remember this is KW radio and this is because you are young Welcome back, this is W Radio, because you are young. If you are just joining us, remember we are talking about demands and boundaries in obeying our parents. Our guest in the studio is our one and only Pastor Banky. Uh, he has been here with us, um, instructing us and giving us the principles of God in living like Christ and walking by his truth. Before we went for our short break, um, we are talking about a someone or a youth that, that that two conflicting instructions um wait way when it is necessary to obey the lord or obey the parents uh, that at that point what happens is that we should obey the lord and not the parents but we should go to the lord in the place of prayer and ask for grace to do his will so we'll be proceeding now
0: all right um thank you so much um pastor once again we're going to be going back into the topic demands and boundaries of obeying parents now there's yeah. something that you mentioned right before we went on the break um, I mean, the answers that you were giving before we concluded you mentioned something about you deviated from children and mentioned something about wives yes. and then coincidentally we now discuss priority of authority and instructions yes god then parents and everything in between and below Yes. So, there's this question that was already there earlier, but then it's as if we are being led to it continuously in that line. Okay. So, the complete home, father, mother, mm-hmm. children. Yes. The Bible says that we should obey our parents. Yes. There are homes that are complete, but they are dysfunctional. Yeah. Daddy says one thing. Everybody knows that this is what daddy said. And children take advantage of this a lot of times. If daddy says one thing, we can be sure that mommy will say the opposite every time maybe they just fight a lot or they have this problem where they don't want to agree they must undermine the other person's authority yes so if mommy says this immediately you go and meet daddy if daddy says this and you know in your heart that you want to do that thing just go and meet mommy and you will have authority and permission so how do we balance this believing believing christian because this god is not a god of chaos it's yes, not a god it's not of, god god of confusion yes so how do we handle this how do we know okay this is the instruction we put before us is how we do this we're talking to children we're talking to the children now
2: all right you know you've already um answered the question actually in answering uh, in asking it number one you said children take advantage of that so good young people should not take advantage of that kind of situation so there's really nothing to can i use the word handle for those who are in their heart trying to do what is right for example if I know that my father has said something and I'm going to get a contrary instruction from my mom, knowing, like you said, that she will give it, then I'm already disobedient. Disobedience is in my heart. I'm now being manipulative. Now, so the first thing I will say, even though this is a program for young people, but an older person, the parent may be listening, and these young people are also going to be parents. Mm -hmm. So let's first get it clear. Never, ever. Ever, ever, never, 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 ever, ever, never, 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 <laughs> never, never, ever, ever. Disagree with your spouse before your children. Now, what I just did, I'm quoting Ed Co. It was it, the day he did, it was worse than this. You're already laughing. I just said never, <laughs> never, ever. Just how many times? Ed Co was on it for so long. So I'm quoting him, Ed Louis alright? You will never disagree. Once you the disagreement, a house that is divided against itself, Jesus said, Can't cannot stand. stand. All right? So let's be careful about that. But what I think is more of a question for young people is, what if I'm not the one trying to be manipulative? They are the ones just so confused amongst themselves, that like the father and mother, that they are giving contrary instructions. Do you follow my point? Yes. Now, now, I'm not the one now trying to say, okay, mommy said, do it like this. I now go to daddy to get another thing no i am trying to be good if mommy says do it like this i don't try and get another instruction but sometimes that is this way i'm trying to carry it out mommy gives another instruction and i've seen that many times with people how am i supposed to do it now i'll give some practical tips number one repeat the instruction given to the other party that I'm doing this because daddy said, do it this way. So, let's so that let's be clear. And if I already started doing it one particular way, and you're not going to physically restrain me, and again, I also understand some authority, okay? I know that the big boss in the house is the daddy. So, if I'm already following his instruction, I'm always saying, do it the other way. And I say, I'm doing this because daddy said this way. Please, can I beg? Can you take it up with him? Then, if he gets really, you know, Um, um, maybe really getting almost physical about it. Thank God for this modern day. I put a call through, or I walk over to the person who gave the first instruction. Please, Daddy, I mean no disrespect, either to you or to my mom. But you said, I should do A, B, C, D. She said, no, it has to be X, Y, Z. What do I do now? Can the two of you resolve this conflict? Now, that's one little thing you can do. Alright? Again, if an instruction comes, we know from time. We are not going to obey the one that is directly opposite what God said. Now, can I just quickly digress again? To say that most times, the instructions are not directly... Most instructions that cause conflict are not even in regard to what God is saying. I mean, God doesn't care whether you eat bread or you eat rice. Whichever one you cook, are you getting my point? There? <laughs> so if mm-hmm. mommy says, okay, please, everybody, I want you to eat bread this morning. That is, is going to boil rice. Now, there are conflicting instructions, but none of them is... Evil, evil. No one then is evil, none of them is in anything. So it's not about who do we obey. In that kind of situation, it's a different situation that we're dealing So God is really it's, it's a neutral person. Whether you eat rice or you eat bread. So that's the kind of situation I'm talking about. So that kind of one, you talk to the second instructor. If the person is inferior, like he's a mother now instead of the father, that is inferior in rank now. I don't mean in quality of personality mm-hmm. I mean the lower ranking person say ah, the big boss said this I will have to do what he said because he said it first and you know why don't take it up with him but if he gets if it's getting really okay I'm going to lock the door. nobody's entering this kitchen and he walk over to the person who gave the first instruction and if he's not going to come and defend his instruction then I'm sorry you will have to just do what the person standing there to defend her instruction is same Because you will have to look, like I saw a video the other day of a Governor Wiki, wanting all the gods in River State in a certain area that if, it, if they will not do their work, it's coming to flog them out of their shrines. <laughs> I mean, when I saw the video, I said this man's name should be Gideon. <laughs> Yes, he said, Look, what, what are you gods for? Is it only when you are sh- sharing a uh, uh, chicken and pouring libation? He said, If you are a god, get up and do your work. He said, Because when we have problems, we call on the creator, he shows that he's the creator. So, are you gods pretending to be gods around here? You better wake up and come and do something. Then we know that this libation we are pouring, we are pouring to people who have work, who have work their days. So Otherwise, I'm bringing the bulldozer and I'm bulldozing all those white, white people who are hiding yourself. <laughs> now, what I'm trying to say is that so. Under such circumstances, if you present the issue to the other authority and the person does not agree to come and um, enforce the authority that the instruction he has given, you may not have a choice but to obey the person who is in front of you, breathing down fire and brimstone and threatening it in front of you. In that kind of situation, you have not disobeyed God. Okay, Thank you. But just by the way, if you're a child, under such circumstances, you really have work to do. You pray. Like I was telling the children in the house, he was there. I said, nobody here is too young to talk to the Lord, nobody here is too young to walk by faith. So you are young, you in a house, Your parents are behaving like that, you get on your knees and pray for them. It's only when people lack the light of Christ that they behave like that. And there's a reason why God stretches his hands beyond those parents and picks the children. It is simply because he wants to introduce light one way or the other into that home. Okay, um, just like what you said now, Um. I'll paint
1: a scenario maybe there's a program coming up and the person wants to be in that program and he went to either of the parent, one of the parents and meet the person and explain i want to be in this program and it's a spiritual program the person will now say no and you know that the other parent might agree and because it's for the lord yes for the lord it's, it's for the lord now program. how yes how do you now handle it having known all these instructions now i yeah. need to
2: yeah you know I, the, the, is uh, still manipulation even though it's for the lord you're yes. manipulating for the lord and that doesn't make it right that's one mistake people make sometimes they think uh, once they can say it's for the lord they are covered the truth is that god didn't give an, an express commandment you must be at that program what i will say is like he does once in a while say mom please can i daddy can i talk to you please can you talk to mommy about this it's not can you permit me this. I asked mommy about this. She was talking like this. I really would like to do this and this. If you are convinced, you know, like uh, it doesn't use those words, but it's a proper thing. If you are convinced, could you please intercede for me before your wife? Do <laughs> you <know>, understand? <laughs> uh, to allow this happen, and vice versa. The attention has told me something before. I say no. They learned very early that you can't play the two of us. They learned it very early because very common thing. Said, "I said okay, I think it's the Holy Spirit also that they can all do this and this and that. I say I don't know how, you know. I just say go and ask your mother. And we have already asked her. She said, "Then what is wrong with you? You want to be flogged? Why are you asking?" Me? <laughs> 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 if she has said, "Okay, you know," it's because now I will never, God helping me, you know, overturn an instruction. You understand? Without um, discussing with the person who gave it, my wife this time around. So what I would advise that kind of thing is that, yes, you can go to that person, nothing wrong, but not for the aim of getting a contrary instruction. You no, know, sometimes maybe that is just being, he's in a bad mood. He, he doesn't want to hear. So maybe if his wife talks to him, he will hear. So you go to the wife and say, please, can you talk to him? All right. And then sometimes he can be so stubborn and is, uh, um, arrogant. That doesn't want to overturn his own instruction in which case he will say okay you can tell him to do whatever he wants to do it's more like he has changed his mind but doesn't want to come and say so, okay i changed my mind so that way it's intercession that, that has worked that you cannot get the other party to issue this okay i have talked to him he said you can go do you get my point but to try and play two parties is as evil is witchcraft okay, i know if i say if daddy says no i will go to mommy she will say yes and that did not only deter them to be fighting while you go, so you can say, ah, "But she said I could go." No, that is actually not right. Okay, you have to be. You know, sometimes Christians think that um, young Christians think that once is for God is superior to what the parents are saying. No, it's not, because God speaks through the parents. Once they are not giving instructions contrary, you'll be amazed at how God is using them to prevent you from getting into the trouble. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Once they are not giving instructions contrary to scripture you have to follow the instructions as much as possible that if they say you are not going for that program that you are not going you have to intercede and pray and go and pray that god please help me get permission from them But if at the end of the day they say no believe me no is no and they don't have to be christians
0: Ah, wow that's a lot of heavy (laughs) which means that because personally as you mentioned this question just now like, it reminded me of a retreat we went for last year and one of my friends there she is part of the church but then her parents are not she comes from a very dysfunctional home and her parents are not um, Christians proper Christians in mm. quotes so let me go for this program no why no I'm not, I'm not in the mood we are not going anywhere after all the begging, begging she carried her bag and went she just went and you no, know, based on the situation that surrounded the whole scenario, we didn't want to confront it directly. Like, but we all knew in our hearts, of course, that uh, your mother said no. When <laughs> did you decide to? <laughs> no, no,
2: no that, that that was not proper. If you ask me, I mean, you know, sometimes, in fact, the first time I heard this was from Watchman Nee. So, Plans in, like in Watchman Nee, they, they had planned a program. They gathered money and all of that. He was supposed to travel somewhere for something time to go, like a crusade and I was supposed to go and minister, we were living with his parents. He asked them, they said no. He did everything, they refused. So he had to cancel and the other church people did not, they they said, why on? I read that when I was young and I didn't understand, why would you do that? Why would you cancel? I mean, I felt that it's not the kind of thing you get up and just... I mean, what do you mean? I'm going to do the work of the Lord. Mm. It was much later related, no. Sometimes you think you are right. Sometimes Paul wants to go and preach in a particular city and God says, don't go there. As good as it was, God said, no. Paul never told us how he was hindered. Many times also, it could be the voice of the Lord that said, don't go. That kind of individual, I've had that kind of situation. She could have called those people to please talk to my parents. And if you do everything that you're supposed to do and they still say no you just join them by live stream if you can and pray to god but you will not just throw caution to the wind get into the vehicle and say you are going that's another inequity in itself yeah, sometimes because of zeal people disobey god that they don't know
1: wow i think brother I can now that's our first scripture children obey your parents in the lord is now making more clear sense now because once we are following the lord and a commandment is given from the parents, <laughs> we need to just obey them in the Lord, whether Christian or not Christian. Yes, parents.
2: you have to be very Christian. Name, careful. Like I said, just the only time you will go against them is when you have a clear-cut higher instruction. Yeah. Like maybe the father says, you're a young lady, you're marrying this man, he's a non-believer. Even as a believer. Ah, okay. That's not how they do this thing, you know? I hope you're getting my point. Yes, so they can't make you go against scripture. Mm. Okay? But once it's within, once God doesn't have a clear word against it, you have to be careful before you go against it. And when you're in well, whether you're in that situation or not, as a young person, you have to be prayerful. You have to be very, very prayerful. You don't want instructions that will be giving you unnecessary headaches. You have to be very prayerful. For God to you know. You know talk to your parents like the, the one, one discussion I had at that time we were talking about marriage i want to marry in fact the question was that a young lady she's 20. i think a, well i'll tell you how i interpreted it so she thinks she's ready to marry her parents say she's not ready so what do i have to say this was some ask pastor bank so i said your parents say you are not ready i said then you are not <laughs> <laughs> she's spiritual and all of that you yeah, are the one that thinks you are spiritual we don't think so you understand my point you mm. know the scripture i used to answer down the bible says let another praise you not that your is. own lips mm-hmm. you cannot say you are mature it is those these your parents that they said you are not mature enough then i said the only reason why you, she must be talking like that, that she has found a man that wants to marry her that's all so the maturity grew on your head overnight if there was no man that you admire fallen in love with that's asking you wouldn't think you were mature And the parents looked and in their wisdom said, she is not mature. Now, when I was answering that question, I said, listen, her age is not what I'm talking about. Is that her parents said she is not. If she thinks she is, use maturity to pray. Use maturity to wait. Use maturity to postpone asking them about it for another one year. They will know. But if they both said unanimously that the reason why we are saying no is because we don't think you are ready, then believe them and relax. A lot of people, as far as those people, because I like to hear God. They'll be hearing God tell them things that are against what their parents are saying. <laughs> I said, please, I, I, you can't persuade me everybody hears what they want to hear. If he's not clear cut in scripture, I know God the way he behaves. He will not give you instructions like that and I expect you to obey those instructions when he knows it is breaking every rule of righteousness that he has given. No, he won't. Even if he gives those instructions, then the vision is for an appointed time. You must mm-hmm. learn to wait for it. So, when they will agree, we become the mark of when exactly the time is right.
0: Oh, oh. all right. thank you very much sir, that um, has really cleared up a lot of the air in that area, knowing, even if the parents are not believers, knowing that this is instruction and the instruction is not contrary to the things that we believe, whether it is convenient or whether it is going against your zeal, you obey, yes, exactly.
2: I like the way you put it. whether it's convenient or going against your zeal. One young man, sorry to interrupt you, it's an interesting story I tell you once in a while. He came to see me years ago. I was in my office like this, Kingdom World Ministries here. And he was talking, he was having a problem with his father, he was a student. Yes, his father was angry with him over many things, so he came to ask my advice. As he was speaking, something hit me. I said, come, wait your father gave you money for school fees last time? She, he said yes. I said, you used the money to go and do crusade. He, he didn't answer me. I said, answer me. Did you spend the money hiring the equipment to go and do a program? He said, yes, sir. I said, you're a criminal. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. He was shocked because he thought as a pastor, evangelist, apostle, you will know, understand. He Doing for the Lord. For the Lord. I said, what nonsense? I said, do you work? He said, no. Who gave you the money? My father. I said, you are an irresponsible servant. That was an errand. Let's call his name, John. John, take this 50000 naira. Please go and give to the bosser for me. That's what they sent you. It's not your money. It's school fees. Then you diverted it. I'm talking about zeal. Mm. In your zeal to go and hire equipment, to go and do program. Believing that once you do that for God, then God we come through and we bring, and God didn't come through with anything, God didn't give him a dime. So the boy was going to school. I think he couldn't write an exam, it was time to write. I don't know how his father now found out that he hadn't paid school fees. So imagine the shock. Hmm. The man is looked like, Excuse me, you have not paid school fees. Did I not give you the money?
1: He would be a bad example to other Christians.
2: She says, sir, what do I do? I said, it's very simple. I said, have you ever read the story of the prodigal son? <laughs> he said, yes. I said, you're a prodigal son. <laughs> go back and pay. <laughs> I said, you go go and prostrate. I know most fathers they will forgive you. I said, go and prostrate. He said, you thought you were doing it for God. Daddy, please forgive me. The money you gave me, I didn't use it to smoke. I didn't use it to drink. I used it to hire equipment. Thinking that because it's God, but now I have learned that Tell him that my pastor said what I did was wrong. I'm very sorry. I will not do it again. I told him like that. He took my counsel. He went, but I didn't see him again to see what happened. But I just told the story to let you, just to emphasize that. He said that this contrary to your zeal. He said it was out of order. That money was given to you to pay school fees. You should have paid. I know you love the Lord. The Lord should bring money to hire equipment. This one was given to you by your father to go and pay school fees. You cannot You cannot use it to hire equipment it's not allowed
0: okay um, thank you very much sir i I like the um the way we related it to this um, prodigal son this particular scenario it even leads me very strongly i think i'll flip that and lead it to the next question i wanted to ask this one i'm sure is heavy on the heart of a lot of especially younger people talk about the prodigal son going back to prostrate before his father yes let's now switch it and talk about why there are never any prodigal parents Because, as far as I know, everybody, we're all human beings. Parents or children, even people that are listening now, one day become parents and they will make their mistakes, they will be wrong. What they want to know now is how come parents can never ever agree that they are wrong? And not just agreeing that they are wrong, because sometimes they agree in their heart. I'm sorry, I was wrong.
2: Uh, Because they were never wrong. What's your problem? (laughs) You have to understand that as far as you are concerned, the parent is not wrong. Are you serious? I said what as far as you are concerned. Do you understand my point? Uh-huh. You know, where did you see in the Bible that David now went and prostrated before Israel that was? He said, Against you, Lord, have I sinned. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm looking at it from a young person's perspective. Do not wait for apology from your parents. It is wrong for you to wait for it. If they were wrong and they started saying they are wrong in actions, enjoy that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, buy two of that <laughs> enjoy question? it. <laughs> enjoy it. It's actually now this will surprise many people for me to say it this way. It's actually out of order to expect them to come and apologize. That your parents, if they choose to, more grace to them. But you should never take offense if they don't. Don't forget, you are the one that thinks they are wrong. Though. Every man's way is right right in his own eyes. So, I'm not saying, please, if you have to understand what I'm saying, i always look at it from different perspectives. If a parent, if you did what is wrong, please say what I did was out of order. You get my point. For example, let me get a... a, The prodigal son went and prostrated before the father. A parent is forbidden by God to prostrate before the children. It's not allowed. To say I was wrong is, is okay. But to... Humble yourself, no, not to that frustrating level. It is totally forbidden. That's not allowed. I've done any culture or Bible where it is allowed. That one is not allowed. Okay? Those signs of you know, obeisance and um, you know, humility physical, you don't do it to young people. In fact, um, in part of the Niger Delta, the greeting is, I'm on my knees. That's how you greet your elders. Anytime an elder tells you, I'm on my knees, it's a curse. Parents are known to use to curse their children. Yeah, so people should bear that in mind. So, I would advise young people, don't expect apologies for anybody. What if they say that they are wrong? Fine. If they don't say it, fine. Don't expect it. But when you grow to be parents, please, if you are wrong, acknowledge it. It's good. I use the word acknowledge because it helps the young person know that, yes, they're on the right path. Do you understand my point? Mm -hmm. What I would just advise young people is that most older people what they do is change their way you will detect that this person has stopped saying what he or she used to say has stopped doing what he or she used to do but without coming outwardly to acknowledge that i was wrong let me give an example now many parents have you know who withdraw who withhold consent from their children for marriage there's none that i know as of today that have gotten involved in one way or the other that the parents did not eventually back them they finally gave the consent. But I can't remember anyone telling them that I was wrong in keeping review to give you consent for the last three years. They will never say it. Sometimes they don't even think they were wrong. They've not changed their, they've not changed their mind. they just like, well, if you are not going to change your mind, I will have to adjust. adjust. Mm-hmm. And that's God answering your own prayer. doesn't mean he thinks he was wrong. So that's why I'm just advising young people, don't wait for that. But if you get into the situation and you find out that you're actually wrong as a parent, acknowledge that you are wrong but please don't prostrate for your children and beg that is not allowed that's not
1: the answer I was expecting just
2: noticing the actions yeah you know know, (laughs) that's what the Bible calls bearing fruit in keeping with repentance okay yes you know John said it that you have to bear fruit in keeping with repentance so I find that a lot of parents what they do is to bear fruit in keeping with repentance they've changed their mind and you see it and if they can come and say, oh, this thing I said that time, it was not the proper thing. That is perfect. Why? Because in, by doing that, you are teaching the children not only the right thing, but how to respond next time they are wrong. So it's very good. I'm just saying that if you, are, you want the young person, don't wait for it. Oh,
1: I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm just painting a picture now from Isaac's perspective. Imagine going to the mountain with Abraham and he was about to kill him and Coming down again, like she was expecting everyone to, like, okay, it's the I'm just obeying God. Don't, don't take, be angry with to me you know? <laughs> 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 if I'm I'll just be thanking God that your obedience is not good. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm not dead. <laughs> oh, this I,
2: that's
0: not the answer I was expecting. Oh, that yes, very, thank very, you very, <laughs> very, <laughs> very A much. A change
2: in generational. <laughs> 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 no, you know, one of the things people don't realize this modern day, they want to make it look as if there is no, there's no, um. There's no hierarchy because all okay. children. No hierarchy remains. You know, when I was preaching here recently, I said something. One of our brothers now responded to me. He was following us online. What I said was that people calling their elders by first name is not really good. It's modern culture. You go to Western Western, um, like like in Europe and North America, they do that a lot, and a lot of us want to copy it. That. Um, uh, as if it's the way, you know, you just call your elders. You are, you are 20-something. You are talking to your 50, 60-year-old lecturer. And you say, oh, so Andrew, I mean, and you're talking. You know, they look like it's, it's a modern thing. So I was saying that, no, don't do that. You don't find in the Bible. You do not find any woman calling her husband by the name. You don't find anyone calling the king or their their masters by the name. They always say, my Lord, my Lord. They won't even say you the pronoun, you. Mm. They don't use the word pronoun. You will say, as my Lord has said what my lord said that's how they talk all right so the brother was watching he now sent me a message at the end of he says sir that thing you said let me tell you i was in school postgraduate school in the united states of america and now this is one of the top level schools so in all those kind of schools that only the very wealthy go to so there's a lot of white people there he said in our class our lecturers came and said please call me by my first name so my name is mike my name is john he said, all the military people in their class said, no, sir, we can't do that. Mm. That they refused. That all the you know, ex-marines, ex-rangers, you know, all those military people that were in the class, they said, no, we can't do it. We, we can't call ourselves. And these are white people. These are Americans. Yet they refused to do it. And said, no, we'll call you Professor XYZ. They, and they were, of course, these are soldiers. There was nothing those guys could do. They said, sir. They will answer you, sir, we are sorry we can't do it. <laughs> Where we are coming from, the military. Our guy is talking, we have to be stiff. When I come to school, we we're calling our equivalent of our generals and colonels by their first name. He said, no, we are sorry. So I said, in fact, he said, sir, this just confirms what you have been saying. I said, even those cultures, they know some things are right. Some things are really wrong. Because if you don't do your military right like that, your military will collapse.
1: Sure.
2: So this world is—they want to make it look as if everybody is just mates. No, we are not. We are not, because it retains hierarchy, and we have to respect that hierarchy. Why marriages are breaking down every day is because people—if husbands and wives don't respect that hierarchy, if they do, we will find more stability in homes. All
0: right. Thank, thank you very much, sir, for that. This answer has been so expansive. We're running out of time, but then just one more question before we have to end it. one is talking No, we're talking to young people but then young people does not really usually mean people below the age of 18 20. there are also young people that are advanced you know people 21 up onto 30 they are still youth as far as we're concerned yes they are so we want to now ask on behalf of people like that you are growing up at what point does it become pertinent that your own decision making process becomes I don't know if I should say this in quotes, more important than obeying the instructions of your parents. No, I
2: understand. You know, it's a very simple um, question to answer. First, I want to say two is first of all, is a transitioning process. Okay. Do you understand? And parents too should also recognize that. Okay. Is, I mean, once a child is spending more time out of home than at home, he had better be wise enough to make most decisions by himself. or like you're going to school, you are university, you live in the hostels. Now you're spending more time out of home than at home. And somebody has many people have asked me this question before. One sister asked me years ago. When will my parents' words stop being final and my word will be final? Yeah, so certainly. when you are paying your own rent and buying your own food. <laughs> <Period>. <laughs> as long as you still have to come to me to have some money for to buy a card to for transport, for food, I still have to pay electricity bills you are generating. Still, they want paying to fix your room, update, upgrade the room. Ross, he who pays the piper takes it. Tastes it, tastes it, <laughs> it well, I'm not being hard and fast about that, but it gives you a guide. By the time you are becoming being a man of your own includes eating your own food. Mm-hmm. You understand? Taking care of yourself. So that after that, your parents' words now become more of counsel. But the time in which he absolutely stops. We can tell that, say, for this cause a man leave his father and his mother. A point comes in which a man leaves his father and his mother. Yeah. Well, a man that marries, his father's decision has ended in his life. Every other thing the father says after that is counsel. And if you've grown up for your father to be a wise counselor, you keep on taking counsel, not instructions. All right. But generally, like I said, it's a transitioning process. It takes a while. But the point comes when you are now the one going out to, I mean, buy your own food, work for your own food, and you now what you now do is just simply honor your parents. Then listening to advice is now what you are left to do. If they have not given enough instructions those days to set you on the path of God, too bad, too late.
0: Ah, thank you very much, sir. This I appreciate. It. Like even with uh hosting the program, we've learned quite a lot today. There's still a lot of questions that we want to ask, but unfortunately, all good things, they say, must come to an end. This is the concluding of the program. We've had a very wonderful time. If you're just joining us, which would be very strange, this is because you are young on Kingdom Word Radio, and we have been with Pastor Banky discussing obeying parents the demands and the boundaries just before we sign off me and my co-host sir is there anything any final word you want to give to young people out there guiding them and also to parents who might be listening guiding them in this topic
2: uh, no the simple thing um solomon said it is the end of all things fear god Keep obey his commandments. commandments that's the whole duty you have mm-hmm. that's all And uh, for parents remember these children i know yours. they are the younger servants of god was sent into your home for training in righteousness and justice so that god can use them for his purpose on the earth so the purpose of god for their life is more important than the ambitions and dreams that you have for them never forget that when you are guiding them when you are instructing them when you are correcting them never forget those things
0: oh, thank you very much Sam. thank you Every, on behalf it. of young people everywhere thank you i'm um, chinedu my uh, my co-host chinedu anything that you want to say
1: or ask don't ask anything (laughs) i'm I'm just appreciating pastor banky for this special time with him and because you are young Uh, i'm very very grateful for myself for my host and many other listeners that will tune in and listen to this radio we appreciate sir
0: well um we have to end now but this conversation doesn't stop here if you want to join in, you can always go to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the KW Radio or send us a mail, like we said before, at radio at We we'll just say a small prayer. We we'll pray for all young people out there that you have the grace and the wisdom to know what to do per time, obeying your parents as the Lord has prescribed, as He has commanded, honoring them as you should. In Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you very much. This has been because you are young. We will see you next time.